Welcome, everybody, to Wheeler, the podcast, the podcast by me, Wheeler. This episode is an impromptu, uh, kind of impromptu episode. It's a surprise to our guest, Moxie, who's here again. Hi, everybody. Uh, okay, Moxie. Mm-hmm. What do you know about professional wrestling? Oh, boy. Not much anymore. It's, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> when Tell I, me, give me, give me like a sample of your knowledge. Um, when I grew up, it was popular for kids my age to wear NWO shirts. Uh, I think I might have one in storage somewhere myself. Um, I think the last major wrestling event I saw uh, was Rusev versus Cena at WrestleMania, and Rusev came down the ramp in a tank, and Cena's intro had George Bush in it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. That was a good mania for entrance. <clears throat> yeah, I think Rusev ended up winning that one. I can't remember, but I was rooting for him. Uh, okay, this is going to go deep into this, but I wanted to start off with talking about John Cena here. Okay. You brought him up. Sure. The most, it, I, I don't, you can't describe John Cena. Well, you can't see him, so how could you? Yeah, that too. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that because I'm, I was going to describe him as like patriotic or something, but that's not, it's kind of is, but it's not really. <laughs> he's he's a unique flavor of patriotism, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm because the first thought with that when you mentioned George Bush was him announcing the death of Bin Laden live on pay per view. Oh, I I don't even know what to do with wait <laughs> the death of Bin Laden on pay per view. I I thought it was Obama on the news. He did do that, but after the match, I think it was the main event, he said he has been compromised to a permanent and whatever end. <laughs> and John Cena said this? or like, yes. Oh, boy. <sighs> it's amazing. <clears throat> that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Okay. You said... Tell me, tell me about what what your thoughts on were or are on the wrestling. So I love wrestling uh, as a as sort of a entertainment medium. There's like a million different ways. There's NXT, uh, Raw, SmackDown, um, Shikara, which I actually, uh, <laughs> if you know about the most illegal move in wrestling history. Uh, one time I said, I love it and it's very cool, and the wrestler followed me on Tumblr. Um, oh, uh, Ophidian? Ophidian followed my old Tumblr blog, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my celebrity contact with Chikara. Uh, and there's, there's one, and I can't remember the name of it, but I've been told to watch it a lot. Uh, and I believe it's closer to Lucha. Um, it was very popular with the best friends for a while. Oh, uh, Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground, that's the one. I've had no opportunities to watch it, but that's one I'm actually excited to sort of get into the backlog of. Um, yeah, it was it was on Netflix for a little bit. I don't know if it's still up there. Damn, but... I'll have to check. Yeah, it's... <laughs> the first few seasons are really good, and 
a lot of the people that are like on NXT now, or you'll see them there. So my my uh, my big take on wrestling is that uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of like serious awful people at the top, but yeah. when you're interacting with like the the people facing portion of the company, shaking hands with big handsome strongmen and whatnot. I think they're great, and I love so many of them. My favorite tag team duo ever was the Hurricane and Rosie. Uh, rest in peace, I guess. Yeah, the superhero in training. Oh, God, that was what they called him. That's so mean. <clears throat> but yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. I, my, I've been a wrestling fan, theoretically, for my entire life. Which is uh, odd. I wouldn't say it's odd, but it's very much of an experience. Because I remember, I think the first, the first, the earliest wrestling memory I have in my mind is the Headbangers. And I have no idea why that's the earliest wrestling memory I have, but it's, that's the one. The Headbangers. <laughs> it's... They were vaguely grunge people that just had face paint and and, and kilts. Well, not I kilts, went, but... I went ahead and Googled that, and I'm seeing a Marilyn Manson sort of uh, sleeveless top on this very bald man. Um, <laughs> that's the vibe we're going for. That's... These guys, like, they, they kind of suck, Will. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the that's how the nineties of wrestling was. There's a lot of people that sucked, and then a few cool people. Where does Scott Steiner fall on that list? Okay, Scott Steiner nineties was not the Scott Steiners we know and love, though. <laughs> Until like ninety nine, he was just like a big buff athletic dude that could do flips, apparently. And then his brain turned inside out, and he had to put on a quaff. <laughs> A quaff. You know, that chainmail quaff he wears. Yeah. Uh, mm -mm. Yeah. I, as a person that has been as deep, well, I wouldn't say I haven't been deep into wrestling for too long, I'd say, but as a person that's been mentally connected to wrestling for a while, it's always interesting to just see other people's perspectives uh, is there is there something of mine that we want to bring to light i i've watched a lot of wrestling but i there are really just a few major beats that have haunted me for my whole life oh please please mention some <laughs> uh okay was it the, uh, I want to say, Kane and Lita live sex spectacular okay, in the that ring? Was, okay, that was Edge and Lita? Edge and, and Lita. It was close after the Kane stuff, so I don't blame you, but yeah. <laughs> Didn't Kane and Lita get married on wrestling? That's... <laughs> I don't remember if they was almost married or they did get married. It, it's... It's always a toss-up for wrestling weddings, if they happened or not. Yeah. All I know is I was a child, and uh, we chose to watch wrestling that night at my grandma's house. Uh, 
and we didn't change the channel for whatever reason. So our whole family got to sort of absorb these uh, sheet tossing moments as as Edge and Lita like lay on their backs under the covers and do kicks. Yeah, it. it... People are talking about the 90s being edgy and unwatchable for family, but the, <laughs> the early O's are, is very much worse. <laughs> deeply challenging. Uh, I, I think I was alive and saw when, um, when, yeah, I was alive, I think, when Mick Foley did the big face-destroying jump in the cage. Uh, <laughs> that was maybe the worst thing I've ever seen on TV. That dude was really bloody. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I hate to bring this up, but but you talking about weddings and me having watched some of my old DVDs recently yeah. made me made me think of a kind of infamously bad WWE moment. Oh boy, was the the marriage uh the wedding of uh Billy and Chuck? It's okay if you don't remember this. Uh, it was. Billy Gunn of wrestling fame and Chuck Palumbo. And they had a gimmick of uh, flamboyant dudes that loved each other. They had bleached blonde hair, headbands with each other's with their names on it. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So was their gimmick that they were, I don't know, in a relationship or? I, I it was kind of... I, yeah, kind of. I don't, I can't, it was 2003. Right. Um, the greatest, but it ended, the, it ended with one proposing to the other, and then the wedding happening. And during the wedding, after the vow, said, oh, whoa, 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 you took it too far. I thought this was supposed to be just a publici- publicity stunt. <laughs> oh, tragedy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. None of that was good, but that's... I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because the WWE is kind of just a vehicle for Vince McMahon to offend as many people as he can. Uh, that's how it feels sometimes. Yeah. I don't... I don't remember... I don't... I'm trying to remember that was the moment that Glad was really happy with them, or that's the moment when the moments that Glad was really upset with them. Because it's... There have been moments of both, and it's a lot. Yeah, that's that's challenging to digest. I'm I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. Another moment that I I'm just because I'm going back on the glad thing was I think he Vince on TV saw like it was like a Mardi Gras random people happening on screen, right. and he. I think he used the term gay and not I don't I don't even remember if it was in the bad bad way or it was in the oh this could be taken either way way <laughs> but that got glad problems I think I absolutely believe that we can just assume it was in the worst way you said it was Vince who said this right yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah true this this is Vince who said the n-word on tv <laughs> John Cena. Is that who he said it to? Yeah. <laughs> he did. God, oh, was... God. As Vince is... 
as a person that loved East Vince's do rag run, (laughs) which was really was really a lot. That was after that was before the do rag run, which (sighs) I think makes it worse. It does, in fact, make it worse. What is it about the WWE that attracts just the most offense you can cram into like two hours? Uh, Vince, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard Triple H took over for a while. Did it help? Okay. I gotta say that a lot of people say that as if Vince isn't like always right there <laughs> keeping an eye on everything. Oh. Yeah. See, NXT is normal is good on that front. Thanks to I wouldn't say thanks to Triple H, but because it's mostly him and not really Vince touching on it at all. Yeah, I um I got referred to watch some NXT a while back from a friend of mine, uh, and it was maybe the greatest tag team match I've ever seen in my life, actually. Um, in typical Moxie fashion, I can't remember anyone's names. But uh, was it, was it the three team one? I don't think it was three teams, but there were two luchador style tag team guys wearing white and gold, and okay. they got very in the air. It was amazing to watch. Like, <clears throat> thing is, the problem with NXT is they have a lot of good matches happening and have had because I know you're talking about the Lucha Dragons of Kalisto and Sin Cara. Like, yeah, I believe so. They've had they had a good lot of good matches against uh the what is uh what the name called? Well the Ascension when they was good. And uh the Vaude Villains, yeah. Oh lord, that's the Vaude Villains, that's a thing. <laughs> they they were. They were it was a guy doing like a strong man gimmick and a guy kind of doing an opera singer type gimmick. Oh man, that mustache is illegal. <laughs> they had a thing where during the entrance it would be the screen would be like black and white like an old timey movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Just I can't look at this man no more. He <laughs> I like a good gimmick, but not that one. <laughs> t- tell me some of your Something you like, something you liked about it, like something you enjoyed. Okay, this is more maybe personal. Um, I don't know if it's an experience everyone had is what I mean by that, but I was able to get excited about wrestlers I had never, ever seen because, you know, they'll bring on the old guard sometime and be like, oh, Sergeant Slaughter's here. Uh my parents would get so over the top stoked for these dudes like Hacksaw Jim Duggan that they saw in the eighties when they would come in and do a modern match. And I've never had that experience before where I'm like so excited for them that I love this character I've never, ever seen. And I don't think anything but wrestling could do that, but uh, I love generational stuff in wrestling. Uh, I, I love that Ric Flair is 109 years old and he was everyone's like everyone got excited for Ric Flair, even as they watched him like crumble into dust. Uh, my parents loved him. And then they're like, did you know he's from like Charlotte? And I'm like, that's like a day drive from where I am right now. And 
can we go see him? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, I definitely feel that, because wrestling, you see people get excited, and that means you get excited, too. And it such a contagious excitement to it. And for without any context, like, like my mom's like, "Oh my god, that's Hacksaw Jim Duggan!" And I just see this like ugly man in a singlet with a two by four, and I'm like, <laughs> "He has a two by four, and it's it's enchanting for some reason." Because no wrestler I've ever met brings lumber to the to the fucking ring. Why does he get two? Is he a special guy? And of course, he's a special guy. He's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> yeah, I. That kind of feeds into the whole patriot trade patriotism thing I said earlier, where it's this like blind uh, adoration and excitement just because yeah, stuff is happening and you're into it and it's all happening at once. There's a magic to wrestling personalities uh, that is like I kind of wish it existed in other sports. Like if football players were big characters like wrestlers, I'd probably be into football. Uh, <laughs> well, well, let me tell you about something then. Oh boy! Have you heard of the XFL? Have you heard it's coming back? <laughs> so, the XFL was the biggest disaster in sports history, and now Vince McMahon, <laughs> I believe, is like, "Let's do it again. Let's give football back to the people because I'm racist." Like. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> I, you, how do you get so mad at Colin Kaepernick that you make your own league? Didn't <laughs> they, I think they actually made an offer to him at some point recently that he turned down. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. I was just going to say, I actually reached a little recently. I've been watching SB Nation because my dad's ghost wants that and he's always hanging around me. Um, and I watched a video they did on the XFL and you know how they love to do spots with wrestlers and they do it with football players who are like, tell me what happened on that last play. Well, in the XFL, uh, the microphone for the guy interviewing the wrestlers who were playing football, that microphone was linked into the PA system for the entire stadium. <laughs> And the only time you would get an interview with him is after you had, like, a terrible injury on the field or were just taken off to the benches. <laughs> so as soon as you get hurt, here comes a guy with a microphone to blast how embarrassed you are at all the people watching. And if you watch videos of the XFL, you can actually hear his own voice echoing behind him in the stadium. It's the worst. I love it. You were talking before about like uh, being about like uh, Ric Flair being basically local. Yeah, that's magic. And like, yeah, like I've as a fellow North Carolina native, I've felt the same way whenever they say, "Oh, we're in Flair country," and like, "Oh, yeah," like this doesn't look like Egypt. And like I felt like the same way with like the Hardys and uh, Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just to did sidebar since we, I brought the Hardys. 
Have you experienced any of the Hardy, the recent Hardy stuff in the last few years? Um, wait, what Hardys? Like the Hardy boys or like the chicken place? The boys of Hardy. No, I don't know anything about the Hardy Boys except that when I was young, one of them like did a cool flip off some stage and like exploded. Yeah, he still does that. Okay. <laughs> In okay. recent years, uh, the one that doesn't do cool flips has reinvented himself as this weird, semi supernatural weirdo character. Oh no, he's not another like swamp witch, is he? He's no. He doesn't have supernatural powers officially, but he is okay. kind of smart. He's like a Carolina Swamp Witch. Oh God! Okay. It's it started with, with the Flippy brother jumping off the stage, jumping off a stage onto him and quote unquote breaking him, and he turned into <laughs> broken Matt Hardy. Oh, that sounds really bad. It's <laughs> and it it resulted into in a match between them on their property in Cameron, North Carolina, where they have, like, a wrestling ring, and there's... Wait, and, so they did backyard wrestling? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> there were fireworks involved, a boat, uh, his real-life his real-life father-in-law was involved in it somehow. It, it was a lot. And it resulted in, like, I say like at like four different matches on the property at different and it was fun and I'll I'll send you some links afterwards cuz they need to be experienced and I think yeah. some of them are are on YouTube. So that, this is a family dispute they're trying to solve with backyard wrestling is what I'm gathering. It started as that he the he won by setting <laughs> okay, there was like a string of gasoline and this giant symbol of that the that the Flippy brother uses a lot. Oh, he has a big big like effigy, I guess I could call it, of it and he attempts to jump off of it, but instead there's like a string of gasoline and he the broken brother sets his own fire and then oh, and then he jumps off and oh. Then he wins, and that that results in the Flippy Brother being deleted. Deleted? First broken, then deleted. The and then they team up now <laughs> because now he's deleted and under his service. What the fuck does that mean? I, and it's it results in a lot of weird stuff, and it's so good and great. Wrestling is, is the best when it's stupid, and that was like, peak. Oh, like I, I bring this up in our Discord all the time. But if you want to talk about stupid wrestling, do you think we could spend a moment just acknowledging the custody battle? Oh, that, that was oh, that's that's, that's iconic. Honestly, it is unforgettable, and honestly, I am still kind of sad at the loss of Eddie Guerrero because he was my big favorite. Uh, yeah. That, like, that was near, like, I think that was based, that was near, like, his last storyline, that too, which is, like, 
wild to think about. Who was he fighting over the custody with? It wasn't Rey Mysterio, was it? It was Rey Mysterio. Oh, God. The story was that, I don't remember, but it's something like Rey, like, no, Eddie had like a like a random kid with some lady, and then, oh, he gave it to Rey as, I don't, it was very vague. And then, then Eddie had a Who's Your Poppy shirt. Oh, God. I kind of wish I had that shirt. It's a good shirt. <laughs> it's almost as good as the Ruck Fools shirt. Oh, God. I forgot about Ruck Fools. Whose brand was that? Was it Cena or? Yeah, it was Cena. Uh... Early, early rapper Cena is, is both good and cringy equally. Uh,. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I'll tell you what, though, if you want to go full tilt into all cringe, I can recommend you another WWE rap album. Do you want to take a guess? <laughs> Is it the Macho Man one? <laughs> Why did he do it, Wheeler? Be a Why man, did... Hulk. Be a man, be, Hulk. Be a man, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> this is this a long legacy of wrestlers with albums and it's all never good the only good one is the cena one and that even that one is barely that vine the vine of macho man saying i am the cream is better than his album <laughs> yeah the, the full promo of that is so much because mm-hmm. <laughs> he just keeps pulling out cream I I would put that directly on par with like best promo right next to Scott Steiner doing math. Like those are both extremely beautiful moments. Uh, Steiner math is you can't you can't describe Steiner math. It's just it's just a concept you have to accept. <laughs> uh, I made fun of a coworker once because he was. Uh, kind of inelegance on the intercom system in our store. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you sound like Scott Steiner up there. You need a little vocal control. And he's like, I don't know what you mean. So after work, I showed him the video on my phone and he like punched me in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a proper reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I deserved it, but so did he. What was that? What was I saying? Uh, oh yeah, local, local guys. Yeah, let's circle on back to people in our home state of North Carolina. Yeah, I brought that up mostly because I, uh, I wanted to pivot into indie and the lower indie promotions and stuff, not whatnot. Okay. Because I'd say this mostly because not to dox you, but you are a Washington, Washington, uh, yes, I've uh, I've been a Washingtonian for a couple of years now. Seattleite, and, if you want to find something easier to say. <laughs> and I want to try to force you, make you go to a local wrestling show. <laughs> okay. I do that to everybody. I try to do that to everybody so I can live on in them in, what's the word, uh, vicariously. <laughs> um... So I have a very cool local wrestling group, apparently. Uh, yeah, I know. Lucha Libre Volcanica, I just Googled. Wait. Oh, that's not the one I was thinking of, but I'm glad you have multiple ones around. 
I didn't know there was one near me, but I found the dopest shit on Earth, apparently. Uh, what did you find for me, though? Okay, when I, while looking for, looking at where fellow friend of the podcast Shizzle was in Washington, I figured, saw that there was a wrestling promotion that ran 30 minutes up from her and also 30 minutes down from her. Okay. And that promotion was uh, Defy. And Defy. They're, they're, I wouldn't say they're like a big indie, but they're an indie that's kind of picking up steam and people aren't really noticing lately. They have their own on-demand service. Yeah, yeah most indies do now. Dragon Spirits? Why do these guys look actually dope? I- I'm on the stories page of their website just looking at, oh my god. Uh, they have an album out, and it looks <laughs> quite bad. <laughs> This is all new information to me, because all I knew is it existed and who is kind of the main people there. Wait a minute. They have an event. Uh, it recently went by. Uh, Defy Slamtown, February 9th in Portland. Uh, some guy named Artemis versus some guy named MJF. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> MJF looks like Benny from Fallout New Vegas. That's this kind of his gimmick is he's really rich and and that's kind of his gimmick. I see. Yeah, the way he's touching his lip there makes me pick up that vibe. You see the scarf? See a scarf? Yeah, the plaid scarf. Uh, who else we got? Oh, there's a. Do they do mixed promotion? Like gender mixed promotion? Yeah, some do. It looks like Defy does, and that's very cool. They've got uh. Coon and Della Rouge versus the Pride. Uh and Della appears to be a cool lady with pink hair and a great like top. Mm. Everyone on this list either looks like an extra in an Eminem music video or like a friend I have. There's no middle <laughs> grounds. That's kind of how wrestling is. Is there oh that guy or or <laughs> This is yeah. Chase who works at GameStop. Or this is a lucha wrestler who saved a small town. Like, <laughs> I didn't know so much lucha was happening around me. <sighs> Trying to see if there's any uh, any very good imagery from their matches I could send you. This is from Lucha Volcanica or Volcanica. Uh, let me just shoot this to you on Twitter. It's uh, not Twitter. Uh, Discord. It is an action shot of uh, the very fun things they do, mm. and they they actually look pretty cool and normal. I think. Yeah, that's that's lucha. That's lucha. The ref is the ref stands out too much with the glasses. He's quite bald and quite bespectacled. I uh, I'll tell you what referees in the wwe they gather sort of a uh their own history don't they uh guest referees in particular might be my favorite thing to do to an event because that's when you know the most cheating is going to happen <laughs> yeah it's like okay it's a match between triple h and whoever he hates that week and the referee is and it's like uh oh god who's that guy who's a born-again christian <laughs> Sean Michaels. Literally, I was about to call him JFK. I don't 
So <laughs> he's not. He's very apt comparison. But yes, it would always be like that. It'd be like, and the referee is a close personal friend of mine, so I'll win. And it's huh. there's there's a lot of WWE crimes that entertain me a lot when I watched and. I I don't want it to be like hockey where you watch something for the bad shit that's going to go down, but I feel like that <laughs> omen is part of part of watching the sport. Yeah, I feel like that's what draws people to like the hardcore hardcore stuff more <laughs> where where David Arquette gets killed. <laughs> God. Tell me if you can single out this scene. Because it's another one that haunts me. Uh, I believe Vince McMahon got, like, run over by a limo. And then a week later, they do a promo with him laying in a hospital bed with nurse slobber knockers. And it's the worst thing in the world. I, I he's, He has had a lot of limo incidents. So I don't. I can't be sure. Uh, but that could be the one where, uh, okay, figure it out now. That no, I have not. But hold on, I I did some Google. Uh, it's ten twenty four two thousand five. What? Oh, this is this is when he was mocking Jr. And I don't know <laughs> why would he be pulling stuff out of Jr.'s butt. What's going on? I don't... No. It, okay. Speaking of bad stuff, this I think this was around the same time where uh, Vince decided to mock Jr. and his serious medical issues having Bell's Bell's palsy. Oh God! I hate yeah. Vince McMahon so much. Yeah. Oh, he was going through a colonoscopy. So we're making fun of this very old man's colonoscopy on national television with a horny nurse joke. Yes. <laughs> I hate this. <sighs> I, thought, I thought you were talking about uh, him going to get into a limo and it literally exploding. No, but that did happen, didn't it? <laughs> I don't know if that. Oh, that was the one where Trump and all the stock people called and asked oh. if he actually died. <laughs> oh God! I the involvements of the sitting president of the United States and the World Wrestling Entertainment Company is is the worst thing I can think of, and he sure was on there several times. <laughs> Yeah, a related. Here's another incident where Vince got died on TV. Was he? Was I think it was around the same time Trump came in to the wrestling, and he did something where he gave out money on live TV by calling people, and it was ex, was not very successful as most people either didn't answer or I don't know. And it ended with like the stage falling on him. Oh God! I, I don't know if he, no, no. That led to him <laughs> actually being away for a while. I think off TV, and also led to I think a a weird dream sequence where Stephanie 
imagines him waking up and getting to work and then her waking up and saying, oh oh uh, had a bad dream that he got up from his coma <laughs> or something like that that's a pretty bad dream uh does vince just die on tv every time he wants to go on vacation like <laughs> for a good while yeah <laughs> that really seems like how it shakes out uh goodness gracious you know much like the WWE, I think there's a subject in this deep dive that we've managed to skirt around for a little too long. Uh, do you remember the one time Vince McMahon was serious on television? Got to be, you got to be more specific here. Well, people died. Oh, oh, that time. <laughs> that what happened literally right after he died. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. The worst part, the worst part was that was before we found out the circumstances behind everything there. Mm -hmm. So it was a big tribute. And then next week, oh, let's act like that didn't happen and erase all mention of it. So for the benefit of the listener, the name we haven't mentioned in the course of this agonizing discourse is, uh, is a Christopher Benoit. Uh, who, who may have, uh, well, may have is the wrong word, who killed his family and himself, and it was a really ugly scene, and wrestling handled it the worst. A race from uh, history. Obliterate, struck from the record, blasted from the annals, and yet he's also the most popular creative character in all the online wrestling games. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, they, the problem is that he, I, I don't want to be sound like a, a weird apologist here. Cause no. But like, I, or like a, oh, separate the performer from the character because no. a lot, all of everything he did in the ring kind of led to that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to skip, skip this topic now. Yeah, it's, I, I felt like we had to briefly shine a light on it, like we were doing an autopsy of the entire company. Uh, One, give me another thing that you enjoyed, like an aspect or a part of wrestling you enjoy. Okay, I got this. Not every wrestler can live up to this, because for every gold dust, you also get a Kurt Angle. Uh, for <clears throat> for every uh, for every big show, you get yourself a Goldberg. Um, I'm, I'm but, trying to figure out what you're trying to say here because I don't I don't understand yet. I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about wrestling has got to be the theatrical sort of. There are people who wrestle who you can tell are in love with the character they play. And there are people in wrestling who are there because they're good at wrestling. And sometimes the two overlap, but mostly they don't. And uh, that's that's kind of what I'm coming to, uh, especially with uh, Goldust. Goldust is one of my favorites. He's uh, he's really fun to look at, uh, but he is just a character. And I compare that directly to Mr. Athlete himself, Kurt Bald Angle. Yeah, Kurt for being just himself is <laughs> he's pretty bald. 
<laughs> bald and wet and red and nude and mad online. <laughs> That's, yeah, mad online. That's it. I I got to the point where I liked seeing him in the ring just because he worked really hard to look like he was wrestling. Um <laughs> But you can't root for him to win, is the thing. I don't think it's allowed. Mm. Oh, I thought him and JBL were the same guy for a while. <laughs> <laughs> JBL is much is much more Republican. Republican. I thought that if you were to put Kurt Angle in a cowboy hat, you got JBL. <laughs> I was I was maybe eleven or twelve when I made that decision but it still stands in my brain yeah yeah i i can't imagine and i can imagine having that mindset (laughs) but jbl is one of those other people that just for the same uh, thing i'm talking about who was a disgusting horrible character but a character nonetheless and it was very fun to watch him lose yeah it, there's nothing more enjoyable to watch. Nobody more enjoyable to watch lose in a Republican, rich, Texas billionaire guy. The only thing he could have done to be more in character is like when he bleeds in the ring, oil comes out. Like <laughs> He's losing money that way. I do that. <laughs> no, I want him to get punched and dollar bills fly out of his underwear. Like Going full Scott Pilgrim there. Yeah, uh, that is kind of wrestling, huh? It's just that if 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 there's a heel that represents something you dislike, then you get two hours of catharsis, knowing knowing that they're going to get beat up real ugly on TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bad guy should be the person you dislike. Yeah, which I need to ask you an important wrestling question. Oh, please! I know it's- it all. Now, this this question exists because I'm out of the loop with wrestling. But um, why don't people like Roman Reigns? He's very handsome. Okay. People like him now because he's back. He beat cancer. He's all good. Woo, go Roman. Yeah. He, wait, he beat cancer? That's very cool. Well, it's a remission. Good. Yeah. He... Oh, he... he I... Not sound like a wrestling fan, but feels I not sound like oh he shouldn't be. It's too soon for return because he's he. I guess he wanted to come back as soon as possible, but still feel like he was left. What uh, like I I feel like it was like it was like December November last year. Yeah, it was a few months ago, not long. So I feel like could have been gone longer. Just to make it a bigger return, but also, I just good to see him back, and he's definitely going to be the biggest thing, it even probably, like probably even more so than before, since people haven't seen him for months. But okay, people don't want, like Roman Reigns, the same kind of the same reason they don't like Cena. They didn't like Cena. Does he just always win all the time, or? Yeah, that plus what was it? It he see 2015, the Royal Rumble. He was among the he was the star of that Royal Rumble. He 
eliminated the most people. Everyone loved him. He was great. Everyone was pushing for him to win over Batista, I think, who won that one. And it was great. People liked him. Great. Child 16. People wanted Daniel Bryan in the Rumble. He wasn't in the Rumble. Uh, Roman Reigns was the new golden boy. He was pushed as the guy, like the next Cena. Oh, no. He wins the Rumble. He wins WrestleMania. No, he doesn't win at WrestleMania because that's the WrestleMania that self-cashed in Money and Bank and beat him. In, it was him and Brock. That that WrestleMania. Self-cashed oh. in, he won instead. Nice. 2017 Royal Rumble, Roman is champion. He's champion going into it. He's up against... He is put into the Royal Rumble as champion at number one, and it's saying it's one versus all. It's champion online because Triple H didn't like him, and Triple H was the mean authority figure. That was also the rumble where AJ Styles debuted. I see, I think. You can stop me any time to ask a question. No, I'm just happy to listen. This is everything I didn't know. Uh... He didn't win that rumble, but Triple H won, eliminating Ambrose at last. Ambrose. And Ambrose was Dean Ambrose was also in the Shield. I'm I'm not going to explain all this because there's a lot of. No. I kind of know what the Shield is. Yeah. <clears throat> Dean Ambrose in the Shield. He was kind of the guy people liked, and he was the one of the Shield that didn't get pushed as much afterwards. Like Seth got the title, Roman got the title. He didn't get the title till like last year. Anyways, then. WrestleMania 2017, he beats Triple H in the main event, wins the title. Then somewhere between that and 2018, he loses the title. And the Rumble, he doesn't win the Rumble. Uh, At Mania, he's up against The Undertaker. Oh boy, not The Undertaker. It's a bad match, both because Undertaker's old and because I don't think they had great chemistry. A lot of botches, a lot of problems. Anyway, he wins. He comes out the next night, a chorus of boos, and he just says, this is my yard, blah, blah, blah. It was a very heel, very heel moment. And people think, oh, he's turned heel, but he kind of was just still the same guy. There was a lot of words and not a lot of explanation. No, I think I understand, like... The, the level of hostility level that Roman Reigns, from what I've seen, feels exactly the same as early Cena for what it sounds like a lot of the same reasons. So I get it, I think. Yeah, like Roman is a lot better than early Cena. Like he has down, he knows what he is, he knows what he's doing in a ring a lot, but just... It's a snowball effect of like early on, he may not had the best matches. He may not had the he may not have been the guy that should have been there, but it just now even as he's he forms into the position, it ends up oh he still shouldn't be the guy there, even as he grows into it and becomes the guy that should be there. It's still the resentment from before, just growing and growing and growing. The drama of wrestling is almost more important than the athleticism of wrestling. Yeah. And uh, I think I think that's very special for a quote-unquote sporting event. 
sports entertainment event. Uh, how about for the last part of this, I tell you about the current storyline as I know them. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, bring it on. I'm ready to get up to uh, speed. Okay. Uh, Bobby Lashley is back. Bobby Lashley. I know that name. Yeah, he's back. And he got a little buddy with him. And uh, now he has a pose that he does. Whoa, holy fuck. I don't remember him looking like that. Did he get in better shape or something? I think he's more like a more natural shape. Yeah, he's wider and he looks he looks really good right now. Holy shit. So what's he doing? Has a he is the intern con he was the intercontinental champion, has a little buddy that hypes him up now. It's called Leo buddy. Rush. Leo Rush. Little just a little buddy. <laughs> oh, that is a little buddy. And he's, he's and and he's getting with Finn over the IC type. Finn, who lost to Brock at the Rumble, uh, has been kind of doing nothing, to be honest. Finn's been doing nothing, or Brock's been doing nothing? A little both, because ah. Brock is just showing up when he shows up. Finn is just kind of spinning his wheel about. Uh, let's see. Elias is playing guitar. You, Elias is the guy that plays guitar. That's his gimmick. He plays that's, that's bad. It's not it's, a good wrestling gimmick. It you'd be surprised. He he gets good reactions. I, the weird thing about him is that he, I swear he was like a face. Maybe I don't know a few weeks ago, but then like Rumble time, they just turned him heel again. Very weird. Uh, Elias just playing guitar. He. Had a match with Jeff Jarrett for some reason, because Jeff Jarrett was in the Rumble this year. Uh, let's see. Seth won the, Rumble, run, won the Rumble this year, and is facing Brock, and Brock isn't here, so just waiting. For that. Wait, who won the Rumble? Seth. Rollins. Seth. Oh. I always get him mixed up with Seth Rogen, and I'm like, no, the podcast man? <laughs> You're thinking of Joe Rogan. Is Joe Rogan also a wrestler? No, Joe Rogan's the podcast man. Oh, then who is Seth Rogan? The weed movie man. <laughs> Both do weed. Oh no! <laughs> I got I got the weed guy mixed up with the wrestler and the podcast guy. Oh, that's that's a lot that I did by accident. Fuck. Uh. I don't. Braun is. I don't know what Braun Strowman is doing right now. He's being big and getting. He's fighting a person that looks like a Chili's host. Wait. That's, like the restaurant <laughs> Chili's? Yes. What is their name? Baron Corbin. He doesn't look. He's pictured you now. Okay. He used to look like the weird grunge. The weird guy that used to hang around grunge concerts. Oh, he but used now, to have hair. Kind of. Now he wears this fun little vestie, and he looks like he wants to offer me some mozzarella poppers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right with you on that one. What happened, bud? He looks better without the hair, to be honest. He does, but I feel like if you're a wrestler, it's almost, like, taboo for you to look like you could work a regular job. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh. 
Roman came back. I said that uh, on SmackDown, Daniel Bryan is champion and has a hemp title belt. I <laughs> saw that. I love it. <laughs> it's so good that he's just he's just himself, kind of, but as a just a Hippocratic vegan heel thing going on. A vegan heel. That's the best. Ah, he's his... champion and. He's facing good old Kevin Owens, who... Does he still do the yes thing? Not right now. Okay. Because he's healed, and I don't think he does... He doesn't think he even does no thing right now. <laughs> ah. uh, Kofi and the New Day are... are... Yes, yeah, so I was hoping you'd get to this. I was about to ask. How are they doing? Kofi had a big push recently. Nice. He was... This is like a big campaign. Well, okay. A cruiserweight that was moved up to the main roster, Mustafa Ali, got injured and was moved out of the Elimination Chamber match. And his replacement was Kofi, who the week before had a great showing in a big gauntlet match. And in the Elimination Chamber match, it was a big thing. Everyone was enthralled and happy about it. And the big thing now is him planning to get a title match on at the next pay-per-view but instead that title match being given to Kevin Owens who just returned oh no don't like that I'm not going to go into the deep storyline plans of wrestling but I think it's kind of better that way if they are going to give him like a mania title match if they are but if they're not then the if not, then it's it's a bad look. So, New Day has the distinction of being a group which I've never seen them play an entire match because I just don't watch wrestling like I used to. But I do have their poster. Yeah, I have the Bootio cereal poster up in my house because I just <laughs> like them so much. It's they're very they're very good. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of any other storylines that are happening, but none that really stick out. I have uh, one. Just one last one that kind of brings us back around North Carolina. Oh, yeah. That one. Do you know who played football for the North Carolina Tar Heels college football team? Who? Brennan Williams. Good old Better Willie. Better Willie, who's in NXT still, I think? Yeah. And, uh... Is he ever going to get on Raw or SmackDown? Does it look that way? You would know better than me. He's currently, like, okay. What NXT does for a lot of their lower talent, their talent that's not, like, the big stars or stuff like that, they have them on the Florida Loop, which is, like, small-time Florida shows, like a bunch of them. And it's not, like, I wouldn't say it's as bad as, like, being on a main event or any of the random small WWE shows that no one watches. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely like a sign that, oh, they don't know what to do with you yet in NXT, or you are either don't have a right position for you yet. They could have something big planned or whatever, but right now you're just there. <sighs> it's It sucks for me that he's stuck in limbo because... I've been following him on Twitter forever, and the hype around him is real and huge. 
And I thought he would have moved up by now, and I feel like Vince is holding him back. <laughs> I, think, I think the problem, the problem with NXT that I've had for, a, for probably like four years now is all the big talent coming in kind of overshadows them making their own talent or any the lesser known talent. Like, uh, speaking of North Carolina, one of the guys they just signed was Trevor Lee, who, uh, North Carolina, he, from North Carolina, he was a big indie star. Uh, every, he's really good, but, like, also they have a lot of really good guys in developmental already. Yeah. You just kind of get not enough time, not enough space, not enough companies right now for WWE to use all that talent. It is a lot of talent, and I think that's... Maybe we need a third big show, and we can just start putting the extra talent over there. <laughs> yeah. So now WWE would have a whole, like, let's see. How much hours they have now? Three Raw, two SmackDown, one 205, that's six, plus NXT, that's seven, plus NXT UK, that's eight. Does that one count? That's NXT again. They do have a weekly show in okay. NXT UK, I think. At least, I think they do. I think they do. <laughs> so that's eight full hours and could add on another, maybe add on another two. And maybe add on. Uh, I'm not sure if. Okay, I've heard rumors that if that when SmackDown moves Fox TV, that it was going to be three hours. Heard rumors of that. that I don't That's think are happening. That's a long show. <laughs> Raw is already three hours. You know what? I think I know what the third wrestling show should be to be up there with Raw and SmackDown. What? I want. I want a show that's all stakes. It's a tournament show, like a fighting game. And they have seasons like American Idol or some shit. And at the end of every season, you get to go onto one of the main two if you win. And you can just showcase talent like that and just have it as a third show. Oh, Moxie, let me tell you something about the original NXT. Oh, am I just describing it? It was it was kind of like that, but it was more of a like, oh, let's you run an optical course, you attempt to sell uh, concessions. That's where the clip of uh, Daniel Bryan saying he's a communist is. Oh, very good. Okay. <laughs> and it it was weird. It was like it was very weird. Make it like double dare. Splash the wrestlers with gack and like it was it was kind of like that. <laughs> Ah, wrestling's fucking good. That's my verdict. It's all very fucking good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, any questions? Anything you want to know about? Like, want to know how uh is doing now? Yeah, I have two questions like that to kind of end on. Uh, one is uh, how is how is the Fidian doing? Um, he he's still on the indies, I think, but he's not as in much in Shikara now. He let's see. No, he has a he's, he still like wrestles regularly. His look is extremely good. I love his mask. It's it's quite distinct. Unfortunately he chained that look up. Yeah? Yeah. What well, is he doing now? It's a weird mask. I don't <laughs> I don't remember what it looks like. 
This weird mask. Oh, I found it. He's wearing it under a hood, and it's got like curly. It looks like he's some kind of Cthulhu cultist. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's it. My other question: yeah. that rest in peace, Ophidian's Pharaoh mantle. Uh, does TNA still exist? <laughs> okay, that's my favorite question because it, it everyone. I feel like that question that everyone asks. Point. Okay. Yes, TNA still exists, and I, I'd say, it honestly is doing better a lot in a lot of ways than it has the last few years. Both in that people, I wouldn't say a lot of people are watching it, but people have access to it, and people, and the product is is good. Uh, they even have they have a Twitch channel that they just put they stream their the shows are streamed not like a lot. Not like live, but like every week their shows are up there, streamed mm-hmm. like that same time they're on TV, and yeah, I, and yeah. TNA my, was hard for me to watch when it came out because TNA is a loaded acronym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the older people in my life at the time were hehing about it, and I was like, I just want to watch. These weird wrestlers. And then, this is probably my last anecdote of the show, uh, who should become sort of a larger part of TNA's optics than uh, than Playboy Laureate Christy Hemme. Uh, oh, yes. Which made all the men above a certain age in my life their grossest selves for the duration of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, something that I... I've seen a lot of TNA and her outfits during that time have for a lot for sure. I feel bad for her because I thought she was very cool when she first came out on WWE. I thought she was like another Lita except like lighter and faster like Ninja Lita or something but she ended up being uh, Christy Hemme instead <laughs> uh, and I think she's an extremely cool lady but I kind of hate what she brings out in the men I knew. Uh, hmm. It's it's not fair to her or to me. Uh, hmm. But yeah, that, that made TNA an impossible watch because I don't want to see my stepdad hang about some redhead who looks nice within five feet of my mom. Like, mm, Yeah. It's called Impact Wrestling now because... Because TNA is, like you said, a loaded acronym and a bad name, kind of. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I definitely recommend checking out an episode or two. It's like, it's not bad. Uh, there are there are still a bit like Chrissy Hemi moments, probably, but not yeah. bad. Is it just like cheesecake or wrestling? Do they still have like divas? They. I like I said, uh, I wouldn't say hmm, they pretty good, pretty wide. Ah, I TNA women's women women rise. I say have kind of always been a bit ahead of WWE in yeah. pre- in presentation. I mean, other than like your Chrissy Hemis or your other random manager ladies. But like, yeah. 
the actual wrestling, I pretty good and less and never really devolving into that nineties style of grossness. Yeah, that, I'm glad that didn't they change it so they're not divas anymore? That that was yeah. a big thing. I remember. I remember so many extremely cool wrestlers that were in the divas division at the time. And that's kind of, we've talked a lot about what I like the most about wrestling. And I think that's what I like the least is you had a, uh, who was it? Trish Stratus, whose legs were like a hundred feet long and she could do all this aerial shit. Like they were doing stuff in the ring that was cool and like exciting and definitely different from what the dudes were doing. And they spent like 20, 30 years not getting recognized for it. And that's such a bummer. Yeah. It's it's good to see like the actual actual you know actually have a state to really show off and not be just be like oh divas and oh this is a just a little five minute three minute match happening nothing nobody cares about. Oh, you know what? It wasn't Trish Stratus who had the leg thing. It was Stacy Keebler, and she was a joy to see in the ring. I, I gotta say, oh, okay. I have I've I'm gonna send some clips after this, just some yeah. wrestling clips. Actually, I'll post them in uh, the wrestling channel because yeah. I, I made that, and I'll post the Hardy stuff and all that. I'm very excited for these videos where they prove me extremely wrong. <laughs> uh, I think I think we covered covered as much as we could right now yeah that's welcome to inside wrestling with willie and moxie we we know everything about it now we're the new wrestling podcast you all love Uh, (laughs) any other any wrestlers you want to know about that you liked in the day or you want to know about if they're still going or whatever they're doing now yeah let me let me think um there was one that my family kind of hated that I kind of loved, and I just need a second to nail down his name. Uh, it wasn't Gold Dust, but he was given the same sort of fanfare as Gold Dust, as in, like, this is the flamboyant character. Oh, God. Val Venus is who I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay, I have good news about to you about Val Venus. You have good news about Val Venus? Yes. Something that that'd be that'd be very enjoyable to hear. Okay. He now runs a weed dispen- dispensary in Las Vegas, apparently. So now he's Wow Weedus. <laughs> and I and I think a lot of his stuff is under the name Captain Cannabis. I, <laughs> Captain Cannabis. Cap- Captain Cannabis, for real? Yes. Is that, uh... Wait, I'm not getting... Oh, for K. For K. Captain Cannabis. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm look- looking at the thumbnail for his channel. The icon for his channel, and it's so bad. <laughs> Why does the weird penis man smoke so much weed now? <laughs> it's so... Hold on, this is a... Uh, Wheeler, we have to make this image an emoji in our Discord, and it's going up in the wrestling channel right now. 
God. I, I think that captures a very specific emotion. Yeah. I, anyone else that's not deep in weed? <laughs> we keep going down this list, let me think. Um, well, there's all these big names that we have gone the whole podcast without mentioning, and I'm kind of happy about it. Uh, so I'm going to skip those in my mind. The Rock uh, is making movies, if you haven't heard. Yeah, the Undertaker is uh, still not dead. Rest in peace, Paul Bearer. Uh, okay, something about Undertaker. Apparently, he may be starting a podcast. Maybe, what? but he doesn't talk. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's the hot thing. Austin has a podcast. Jr. has a podcast. Jericho has a podcast. I don't know why they all have podcasts now. I'm gonna get a list here uh, of people that. Maybe I want to know what they're doing. <laughs> and I'm going to look through this list of the 25 greatest superstars of the 90s <laughs> to kind of get in the right headspace. Oh, we're starting off strong. Uh, why don't you tell me what you know about a wrestler called IRS? Oh, Erin R. Schneister. Is that his name? Yeah, Erin R. Schneister. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know who he the he is the father of? I don't. Bray Wyatt. No. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> okay, how is Mr. Ass Billy Gunn doing? He's he's doing alright. He he is kinda still existing. Apparently a few say like last year he was at a I didn't go to the show, but he was apparently at a lo- he's apparently like the champion of a local indie around me. Wow. Which is so weird. <laughs> like, I think one of the matches I saw was like him versus Gangrel. Oh my god. Gangrel is also in weed right now, I think. <clears throat> but yeah, he's doing good for himself. Uh I have a picture to show you. Because uh, I, I think I'm looking at a picture of early Chris Benoit, but the article says it's Lex Luger, and I just... Can you clear that up for me? That's that's Lex Luger. Okay, because his face... He Yeah, he, his face is a problem. <laughs> it looks like Chris Benoit. Bad. <laughs> uh, let's see. I gotta settle on one wrestler that I really want to go in on for my last pick. Uh, wow. I'm on a website where if you scroll it, it pretends it opened up a new page. Hmm. <laughs> so I, I did back 25 times. Wait a minute. I know exactly who I want to ask about. Ooh. Um, so these guys are maybe a little before our time, but their name is very much right here in 2019. Um, are the Nasty Boys dead? No. Tell I don't me think so. More. Wait, wait. I'm trying to make sure. I'm going to double check right now, because one of them may be. I'm not sure. <laughs> I hate to... No, he's not, they're not dead. Okay, because they remind me of Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers, except they're both Bulk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, I think they stopped wrestling when, by, by the time I was about four years old. But, uh, fun story. Friend of mine childhood friend had apparently gone to one of their shows and had a photo of the nasty boys just sort of in his living room on an end table and 
It was just like a promotional shot, but I got to see that every time I went over to play Pocket Fighter, and it haunts me. Uh, I mm, they had a run in TNA in 2010. Whoa, really? Yes, because uh, Nobs is a big is a big uh, friend of Hogan, and oh. Hogan when he went TNA. Brought in a lot of people like that just because, oh, they're my buddies. I'll bring them in for a run. I am looking at a picture from their TNA lineup when they came out. These guys are nude and red and mad online. It's just on their red. What happens? Age. <laughs> Age doesn't turn you into beef jerky, Wheeler. <laughs> they're so red. Uh, you mentioned earlier, like, Ric Flair, and I'm bringing this back to end this off, but, like... Is, is he red now? Kind of. <laughs> okay. But he... I remember, like, ten years ago, like, let's see, ten years ago, exactly, seeing him celebrating his, like, 60th, 60th birthday on TV. Yeah. And he's 70 now. Yeah. And it's, it's wild. I can't tell if he looks better or worse whenever I look at him. He's he's a very distressing man. Uh, very in-between. Seeing him in his prime is weird, because he still looks old. Like, even... Like he looks... From all of the 90s and up to, like, 2005, he looked like all the same. His blonde mullet years. Yeah. Like, even the end of 2002, he looks young in 2002 compared to now. I'll tell you, though, that uh, that sort of hometown effect is very real. Uh, you can woo at anyone in North Carolina, anyone at all, regardless of age, and they will woo back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe not if you're in church, but anytime else. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Oh, my God. He's he's only slightly older than my dad, which for the listener at home, I have a weird old dad situation. Don't worry about it. Oh, and uh, Batista's back. He should stick to acting. I liked him as Drax. Batista in the ring is another very, very large, handsome man. And that's I've had I have enough of those in my wrestling. (laughs) But yeah, he's probably only back for like one run, though. I don't think he's back like long term. The Rock is, like, a weird... Like, they have to give him a visitor's pass at this point, I think. (laughs) I don't know if you're watching, but remember in, what was it, 2012 when he came back? Yeah, I think I did see some of that with my parents. And he said, oh, I'm staying here. I'm not leaving. And then he left. (laughs) Yes, I remember that exact speech. (laughs) It's like that fucking Sailor Moon meme of, like, I've done everything I can. (laughs) <laughs> and, and now he made that movie. Oh, I'll tell you about that movie. You're welcome. Uh, fighting, fighting with my family, uh, based on the life of one page in WWE. Oh, I haven't heard of this. It, it's reviewing well, and apparently it's very good for people who aren't into wrestling because people who are into wrestling will ni- have to nitpick it, which I understand. <laughs> it's it's very much like it very much 
places the rock in the story as like the most important character in her career that got her where she is. That's quite weird, actually. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And it's not a, it's it seems interesting, but though it seems again like one of those WWE his, revisionist history type things. Oh, that's one thing the WWE is gonna gonna go down in history for is their willingness to sort of chop and screw their own like their own timeline. Uh, one thing I always remember as like a revisionist is saying like, oh. Roman almost beat Brock at that WrestleMania that Seth ran in on. Brock, Roman almost won. He almost had him. And R- Roman was getting beat down like the entire match. Oh. Oh, no. And, and the entire higher narrative was like, oh, Roman almost had him. And then Seth came in instead of, oh, Roman was getting beat down and got looked. And the only reason Brock didn't come out as winner was because of Seth. That was that's one of the small examples, probably, but... Ah, uh, it's magical just the same, even if it's small. That's... Wrestling is a thing to be celebrated, even in these moments where... <laughs> it's so hard to follow. Yeah. It, it, it's... I wouldn't say it's easier now, but it's... More... It's not. No, it's not. I'm I'm saying where it's not easier at all. <laughs> I have so, a str- I have a strategy that I might use the next time I give wrestling a try. I'm going to pick one guy. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to pay attention to. He doesn't have a match that night I don't watch and I'm just going to follow his story. That's the smartest idea possible. <laughs> I I'm going to end this off soon, but I yeah. just want to bring off one more topic of WWE being terrible. And uh, it's the whole CM Punk stuff, which I don't oh. think I think you've have you heard about the all of it? Not all of it. I'll tell you the last thing I heard about CM Punk. Uh, I spent eight hours. I was up all night watching him guests on ghost hunters <laughs> and that is the last time it was ghost hunters live and he was there the whole time getting spooked out at the uh the shining hotel and i got to know him pretty well over those eight hours but i haven't heard from him ever since <laughs> I, he died there <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, okay I mean, you know any of this, uh, what happened regarding him in WWE? No, I don't. I know people wanted him back, but I never even knew why he was gone. Uh, okay. It leads down to... I don't remember all of it because it's a big mess and it's podcasts and podcasts of listening of years ago, I have to recall, but... Uh, he wanted off for because he was feeling the wear and tear of the road, injuries, stuff like that. He wanted time off. He wanted an actual main event one day, actual mania main event, actual stuff like that. And it ended up uh, him getting eliminated from the Rumble 
and him being injured and it's a lot of whatnot. Uh it turns out he had uh what was it? Uh what's it called? Like just a big lump on his back that was like a big medical like, thing. Like a big nasty welt or like a tumor? Uh it was more the former, but it looked like it could be the second. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, it led led to him leaving well not leaving even, getting fired. Uh in and apparently got sent the papers like the day before his wedding and it was and it's a whole lot of WWE kind of being terrible and a lot to it but a lot of it just WWE being terrible oh my god I did a little googling because I do that constantly while we podcast that was a staph infection on his back yeah that real holy bad. shit and they just they gave him generalized antibiotics, which didn't address it at all, and kept forcing yeah. him to wrestle. Holy shit! Yeah, just a Z pack. That's all you need. Just a Z pack. Uh, that's like and, a football coach in high school saying, "Like, oh, take a salt tablet, and you've broken your leg." Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and it led to him being fired the day before his wedding, and uh, what was it? After that, he kind of just, I think. He kind of—I wouldn't say—it seemed like he kind of fell out of love with wrestling a little bit. I would too. My gosh! Like he still does all his regular weird stuff, like, like not being straight edge, <laughs> like that, and being like appearances and whatnot. Like, uh, what's it? What does he do? I know he does stuff like with the Nerdist. He used to do stuff like Nerdist and whatnot. Uh, Comic Con appearances, stuff like that. Oh, okay. So he's still engaging with his fans. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he even wrote uh, what was it Thor? Uh, one of the Thor comics he wrote. Oh, it's doing all right for himself. Uh, and then there's his MMA career, which is not the greatest. Wait, he went into MMA like everyone else on Earth. Into UFC. Oh God! Currently zero and two, but he can, he can probably get back from that. Oh, I see. He wrote. Uh, he wrote for. Looks like the Thor that's a woman and regular Thor in the same comic book. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it was done by Dark Horse, the Hellboy people. Weird. No, that can't be right. <laughs> I'm on Nerdist now. Uh, apparently they've deleted the article. Looks like you're <laughs> looking for a page that no longer exists. Okay, uh, that's a mystery hole. <laughs> but yeah, he's, besides the MMA, he's doing all right for himself. Uh, but yeah, just kind of bad split that kind of left him sour on wrestling and probably not coming back. Yeah, I... One, I have a friend named Roxy who she keeps, whenever we talk, it usually circles around to wrestling and how I'm still not back into it, even though it's so good. Uh, and she told me, why don't you take a deep dive and get interested? And I I just... It's I, a lot. I, there's, there's such a density of work. <laughs> and like, 
she started me out with the most difficult thing ever. Like, I wish she had started me out with, uh, with this thing about CM Punk, because instead she started me out with the Montreal Screwjob, and that's its own podcast. Oh, like, I love <laughs> How many times they have tried to replicate that as a fake thing is so many times so great and so much if that's okay that's like going into starting i understand where she's coming from but that's like starting to under trying to understand the k8 the kingdom hearts games chronologically by starting it's like trying to get you into homestuck starting with act five i I don't know what that means (laughs) our listeners will Uh, like I said, it's like going to Kingdom Hearts, starting with the first game chronologically, which is the mobile Uh, game, technically, but also Birth by Sleep. But it's, yeah, you get none of the details around, you don't know why it's important, you don't know why these characters matter, you don't know what the motivations for these characters are yet, but you know what these characters are doing, and you know that it pertains to the future somehow. You know what? There's one thing that kind of satisfies the the wrestling itch without you having to watch it on TV. And I think this might be my way to get back into it. Um, Did you know that WWE, of course you knew, they have their own comic books. Oh, no, no, don't, don't, please don't. (laughs) Do you you think that would be ill-advised or should I collect them right now? You don't. They're they're not. I don't think that they're all not bad, but they're very weird and very disjointed. <laughs> like I had I own one, and it involves <laughs> CM Punk being like the mayor, the corrupt mayor, and the Wyatt family being a weird, 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 real cop, real cult, and happening <laughs> kidnapping people and working for the corrupt mayor, and it's, it's so weird. It, to circle back onto the uh, subject we were on about CM Punk, the reason I thought of comics and started looking them up was because of the, uh, the it's like drawn like a manga, and it's like we're go, we're going oh, to get CM one. Punk back. <laughs> oh. That was uh, that was during the first CM Punk leaving, which was actually good and actually good for WWE, which was great, but. That's a topic for another day. Uh, so, so Moxie. Yes. Do you know more about wrestling now? I I know more about wrestling than I know what to do with now, and I think that means I'm up to speed with all the other fans. Yeah. So, so I'm grateful, Wheeler. This was uh, this was a valuable use of my time. My brain feels two hundred percent bigger. Good. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, uh, this, I think people come from this with some knowledge of wrestling if they had some prior knowledge. This episode is both a time capsule and, like, some current events and a highlight reel. It's everything. I love it. Yeah. The only, the only part that really won't age well is probably, like, uh, the stuff about the current storylines. And, and they'll probably be the same storylines later. Yeah, they'll never do a custody battle again, which I'll always be sad about. That's how they should all be resolved. You want to know one last fun fact about that? Sure, go ahead. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it was happening at the exact same time. My parents were being going through their divorce. <laughs> Did they have a ladder match for you? <laughs> well, that's the thing. In my little, like, eight to ten year old mind, I was like, are they going to have to climb a ladder? Is How is this decided? I've only seen it on TV, and there was a big car involved. So, yeah, a big part of my formative years was... There was a was, big car involved. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero's huge car that he drove to the ring. <laughs> and I know what you mean, but this... And <laughs> Is Eddie Guerrero going to get custody of me, Moxie? <laughs> Who's your poppy? I don't think I want Eddie Guerrero to be my poppy. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Wheeler, the podcast, the podcast. I guess today has been Moxie, who's... What's his Twitter again? <clears throat> it's Robot Moxie at Twitter. Moxie with an extra M on the front on Tumblr. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Robot Moxie. I'm... Uh... I'm creating a little bit of content of my own these days, but uh, mostly you're going to find me just uh, complaining about capitalism like everyone else. Woo. Woo. This has been a podcast. Now to get Craig to leave. Do you have to like kick him out?